I think some barriers are people are kind of, some people are just shy or sometimes people are afraid of rejection, believe it or not, even by speaking out. Or sometimes I think people are afraid they're going to say the wrong thing or how their other people are going to receive it. Um, or I think that um, there's competitiveness. Like if I share this, um, then I'm giving them something that I wish I had. Then that jealousy gets in there or there's a form of jealousy or envy. So that jealousy, jealousy is one of the most powerful evil out there that we don't even realize that we can um, obtain. So we hold back because we're almost like, well, but I wish I had that. Does that make sense? So we need to learn that if we encourage one another, the more we do it, the less that we will be jealous of others because the more we give out and the more we encourage and the more we speak life into people and love and love and love and forgive and forgive and forgive, the more God brings into us, the more joy we get. Does that make sense? And we live a more grateful life that way. Worshippers, it's your host, Alicia Cole here, <laughs> and we have an amazing guest with us here today, and her name is Sunny, and um, in today's series, we're going to talk about living like Christ and start from a place of encouraging others, and then later on, we're going to talk about um, living like Christ through the suffering. So before we get started, Sunny, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Okay. So... I am a personality of passion. (laughs) 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 So pretty much everything I do is with full force. (laughs) And if people know me, I have a giggle behind it. (laughs) Um, So it's because I love the Lord so much. And I really take that scripture about the joy of the Lord is my strength. And (laughs) I live on that. And um, I have a passion for the, um, the most broken people. Or if you would say crumbled and um, mm-hmm. I don't label people that. But what I'm saying is like my passion is for the homeless in all communities, especially here in Lenawee County. So share the warmth um, and neighbors of hope. And um, I have a high passion for the human trafficked, the sex slave and uh, the slavery. So I'm an advocate for that in two different states of Michigan and Ohio and a recovery coach now licensed in Michigan for Lenawee County at this point. So, yeah. And that's awesome because you also help with the prison ministry oh, too. Oh, yes. Correct, right. So you just, you're, you're busy serving the Lord in all the, all the good ways, right? And, you know, society may say, or, you know, scripture may say like, quote unquote, the marginalized. And sadly, there's a lot of people who are forgotten. And yes. so I think... I would affirm that you have the joy of the Lord, definitely. <laughs> and also, I just think eyes of Christ. And I think that really does shine through in the way you live your life and how you choose to spend your time, even when life and health knocks you down and those kinds of things. Um, could you tell us more about, because the series is about living like Christ. How do you how do you think Christ you know, sees other people? Or what does scripture say? Or what comes to mind when someone says, have the eyes of Christ. 
Well, I see Christ seeing people as lovable Mm. and beautiful and created in the image of his father, of God. And I also see them, or God sees them as like precious and a masterpiece and um, adorable and forgiven and they have worth and that there's always a plan for them and there's always possibility and there's always hope and he loves them and he loves them with compassion and mercy and grace and he's always always given us grace and I just love how Christ has shown in my life even when I have been in the pit (laughs) he pulls me out of the pit and just shows me that mercy and grace and that's how he sees people that's so good so you've definitely had your own personal walk with Christ. It's not something to live like Christ isn't something you strive for. To have eyes like Christ isn't something you strive for, but kind of a a gift he gives to us as we walk with him and he refines us with his word and his spirit is living in us. Um, in your perspective, when we think about the church body as a whole, and it's kind of a strange question, but in terms of percentage, like out of 100% of Christians or Christ followers in the body of Christ, what do you think the percentages of people who try to strive to be like Christ out of their own strength? Hmm, that's, that's a tough it one. Is. It's, because, it's only perspective. but it's, Right. The perspective, if you take it from the religious end or from the living in the spiritual realm end, like living totally through like the spiritual versus the religion. Um, You can have two percentages, but um, I see the church um, percentage wise, I would probably say at least maybe at least 60% of people live trying to do it on their own. Wow. I know I have. Yeah. And that's a a grave mistake. Mm Mm-hmm. They try to do it on their own and they live more by um, rules and laws instead of seeing people through the eyes of Christ and condemnation instead of seeing people the way God sees them. And we're we're to see people not defining them by their past or even mm-hmm. by yesterday, but to see them the, that they have new mercy for each day and new grace for each day. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, that's so good. I think we can strive for that in our own strength and you're just going to end up with compassion fatigue or burnt out or just ugly words come out Mm -hmm. or like ugly motives are revealed or you just get tired. Right. Um, and those things can happen even when, when you're in a place of pouring out from the Holy spirit, um, onto others. Cause we, we need our daily bread. We have to get filled every day. Um, And that's so good. I really appreciate what you were saying about how God sees us. In a previous podcast, um, I was talking with someone and one of my favorite things about God is that there is hope and he has mercy and grace for us. That's, that's everlasting. It's, it's past, present and future. And so sometimes we can look in the mirror and not have the eyes of Christ Um, sometimes we can look at other people or vice versa and not have the eyes of Christ. Cause if we're looking in the mirror, it could be like 
filled with regret or I can't believe you did that or um, what are you doing right now or you're not where you should be all these should statements you should be better you should be this but the beautiful thing is that God through Christ you know and then having you know a heart for us and pursuing us um, in the price that Christ paid we have eternity and so God God sees us through eternity and says like yeah, you are struggling right now with these things, but I'm with you. And I actually see you, Sonny, as like the best version of yourself and how I've created you to be. All that joy and all these other things too and these things that you're passionate about, having the the heart of Christ and that heartbeat. He's like, I, I see you into eternity and who you're going to become. And he just keeps cheering us on and Amen. walking with us through that. So it's... You're right that he doesn't put those kind of like certain negative labels on us. Well, he loves us right where we're at. Mm -hmm. So even when we're down in the pit, he still loves us. But even when we're on the mountaintop, he's still loving us. And when we fall off the mountain, he's there to catch us, but still loving us because he's always ready. But are we ready to receive it? That's the key, too. Yeah. And we need to see everybody that way and not be in competition Mm. and not be comparing and not be knocking people down. further into the pit we're supposed to be looking down in the pit and seeing who's down there and who can we lift up yeah not who's down in the pit and say oh look at you look what you've done no we're supposed to say oh wow like you're in the pit what can I do to help you get out of the pit Mm -hmm. that's what we're supposed to be doing but there's too much of oh look what you've done you know and pointing out what they already know they've done Mm-hmm. they already know they don't need to be hurt anymore. We need to pull them out of it and bring them back to the cross. Yeah. And, and, and you're really bringing it to like encouraging others and then mm-hmm. being careful with our words that we don't hold their past against yes. them. I think as just a quick disclaimer, it's different when you have maybe someone that is kind of like an accountability partner or a really close friend who knows your walk and they're walking with the Lord and they're saying, Hey, I'm going to speak some words of life, but it's going to be hard to hear. And I want to encourage you, but also I'm going to let you know that you're, you may be walking off the path a bit right now regarding this situation. So that there is a loving way to encourage people and direct them back on the path, the path. And we need to be able to receive that. But what you're talking about is, yeah, we need to be unified as the body of Christ. Do it all in love. Mm -hmm. Never go into it with love, but never with a motive to point it out, to compete, or to almost place yourself higher now. Does that make sense? That happens a lot. Yeah, We always have to do it in pure love, but back it up with God's love and scripture and loving them the way Jesus is loving them. Mm-hmm. Because we all fall short of the glory of God. All of us. We all fall short. But we also are all redeemed and we all are loved. He says he's a prospector of no persons. So no matter if you think your sin is less, God's saying no, sin is sin. Mm-hmm. So we're to love the sinner, but hate the sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's how he, that is how he loves. Yeah. Um, what are let's moving towards like encouraging others? What are? Can you think of any examples of maybe when someone has encouraged you, or when you've encouraged someone else, and you saw a positive result of that? Absolutely. Um, uh, so my personality is misunderstood a lot, <laughs> but 
the beauty of people that truly love the Lord, when they see me, they see me, and when they see me through the eyes of Christ, they encourage me to say, like, oh, we love your personality. Like, we love you. Like, you're real and you're funny and you're, you're joyful and the joy of the Lord. So that encourages me to keep being who God created me to be. Um, also, God has created me to be an encourager. Mm-hmm. So there's been times, like, even when I'm substitute teaching and I see a student, um, he'll give me a word for them. Now, they don't know that I've gotten a word from God, Mm -hmm. but I'll give them a word from God in a way that they understand it. And I can just see like a new um, look on their face or just new energy for that day for that student where they want to do their work and they want to accomplish. Um, So I will speak into them something that God showed me to speak into them. Um, Also, one thing that God has shown me is, a lot of people don't get encouraged. A lot of people don't get told their giftings or their anointings or what they're beautiful, what they're beautiful in or that they're beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, They hear mostly negative and it takes like 20 to 30 positive to even knock out one negative. Mm -hmm. So to constantly just pump in the beauty of people and their gifts and their talents and what you notice immediately tell them, don't wait, Mm -hmm. like immediately share that with them. Because if you forget, that could be a moment that they need to hear something like positive yeah. because it, they, their day could be really bad that day and we don't know it. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. What What are some barriers do you think for us to either, maybe we'll start with, what are some of the barriers to giving encouragement? Why do we hesitate? Why do we put it off? Why do we save it for later? Um I think some barriers are people are kind of, some people are just shy or sometimes people are afraid of rejection, believe it or not, even Mm -hmm. by speaking out. Or sometimes I think people are afraid they're going to say the wrong thing or how other people are going to receive it. Um, Or I think that um, there's competitiveness. Like if I share this, um, then I'm giving them something that I wish I had then that jealousy gets in there or there's a form of jealousy or envy. So that jealousy, jealousy is one of the most powerful evil out there that we don't even realize that we can um, obtain. So we hold back because we're almost like, well, but I wish I had that. Does that make sense? Yeah. So we need to learn that if we encourage one another, the more we do it, the less that we will be jealous of others because the more we give out and the more we encourage and the more we speak life into people and love and love and love and forgive and forgive and forgive, the more God brings into us, the more joy we get. Does that make sense? And we live a more grateful life that way. That's good. Yeah. And to, there are days where we might say like, oh, I, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed or the, this, this, this happened. And so that that kind of disqualifies me um, to have to be positive today or have to be encouraging or I just need I just need a day, you know, where I don't talk to people, you know. And I think those are dangerous excuses um, because, <laughs> I mean, we look to Jesus mm-hmm. and everything that, that, that he's been through. And even in the end, he was patient hanging on that cross um, next to other sinners um, welcoming them into the kingdom. And that's a really powerful thing 
to say, I, I feel like I'd have a breaking point. It happens when I'm driving my car sometimes. I have a breaking point and you just snap back in, in your head of like, oh, this driver in front of me, grumble, grumble, grumble. If I was there hanging on the cross, I think I'd have too much to say and it would not be helpful and it wouldn't glorify and honor God, you know. Um, what are some thoughts in your head that help you think encouraging thoughts or think positive or um, to overcome those barriers? Because as much as joy, you know, you just exude joy. Mm -hmm. And that's amazing. I think sometimes people can dismiss us and think that we also don't battle negative thoughts or, or oh, well, it's easy for you because you're an extrovert because I'm also pretty like joyful and I'm an extrovert and those kinds of things. Well, it's easy for you because. We actually have, a, I think, a harder war. I think the enemy attacks even tougher. Um, so I'm actually considered a warrior. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I am a warrior. Sometimes my warrior becomes fleshly and I got to fight that too um, because I'm also a protector. I'm a strong protector, but I'm also a warrior when I get to enough is enough. So I got to be careful. But the one thing that God has given me a gift of is that a lot don't bother me. I'm able to say, like you said, like a driver in front of me or in front of you, I'm able to say, you know, I'm sure I've cut people off before. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's been times I've driven slow. So I just always offer grace. Yes. I don't ever let drivers phase me. I can't control them. Yep. I'll give it to God. Let God work with that driver. Who's to say that something bad happened to them? Maybe they're mourning a loss. Maybe they had a rough day today. So I don't let any of that affect me because it's it's not mine to own anyway. Mm -hmm. And I can't control that person. Yeah. So I'm not going to let it steal my joy. Yeah. And I'm sure that I can really stink sometimes on the road, you know, yeah, yeah. because I'm a looky-loo. Ooh, look how pretty that... <laughs> a garage sale. Yeah, like look at the horses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So things like that. I don't mm. allow a lot to phase me. Yeah. Um, Which is a choice. Yes. Right? It's like in, in the scheme of things, is this really that important? Exactly. No, it's not. Mm -hmm. I have to let it go. And if, if you don't, if we don't let go of the anger, the frustration, the annoyance or the jealousy or, you know, other those things, man, we we're carrying all that baggage and, and we're not we're not really very empty vessels to pour out his to be filled by his spirit and then pour out his spirit. Instead, we've got our junk in the way. Put our junk and take it out of the trunk. <laughs> Quit the stinking thinking. So like there's an example like at a restaurant. I've seen where Christians won't tithe. I mean, um, excuse me, um, tip. tip. Server, yeah. I don't, I, I'm the type, if I see that, I will double tip. I'm not putting glory on myself because it's all because of God. Mm -hmm. But I also have seen like, say the waitress made a mistake. Mm -hmm. We have to give her grace. We don't know what her day was like. Was there people yelling at her? Was the cook not getting things done right? Mm -hmm. Was the, sir, you know what I mean? We have to remember her whole environment. So we can't get mad at the waitress. It's food. It's yeah. not like we're starving. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. We have to give her grace and look at her and say, you're doing a great job. You've got this. If we're encouraging her, even in the battle of her not giving our water perfectly filled or our order perfectly right. Mm -hmm. Just think of what we can do for her day 
when she's probably being yelled at and screamed at or even cussed at or On getting no tips. All day. Yeah. That's so don't let it fit. So what if you didn't get your order right? Just mm-hmm. say it in love, but encourage her because who cares? It's yeah. just food and water. Because again, <laughs> it's it's like Jesus. <laughs> Jesus sees people yes. where they're at and then he'd be like, I'm just picturing, you know, let's modern day, like, let's throw the disciples and Jesus in a booth at Applebee's. And I mean this with respect, you know, and and they're in this situation. And, and, and just like us, like the, I could see the disciples maybe grumbling about a few things, but Jesus would turn to the, the waiter or waitress and be like, how is your day going? It's been really rough or, you know, and those things and, and go right to the heart of, of things. And um, he just does that and he asks those questions. And so I think sometimes encouraging someone can be this, you know, a whole monologue encouraging, you know, someone or it could be a brief statement or it could just be asking a question um, and just to show that you care. And then it opens the door to that. That they've been noticed. Yeah. And that they're thought of. Yeah. (laughs) And it's so important because like... We all want to be noticed. Mm-hmm. We all we all want to be thought of, and everybody is struggling. Everybody has a war out there. Everybody's carrying a cross, and we're supposed to help each other carry their cross. And if they're not a Christian or they don't know God, can you imagine what other wars they're fighting? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's good. Well, let's take a quick break, and we will be right back. 